0: Welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Wouldn't it be great to live in a world where there's no suffering, there's no disease, anything that anyone has wrong with them can be cured very quickly, and no one really ever has to die, ever. Wouldn't it be great? That's the world that Citra lives in, with her younger brother and her parents, Citra is fine, mostly, with how the world is. Until one day there is a knock at their apartment door and a man comes in. But he's not just any man. He's a scythe. A scythe in their perfect world where the only thing that can mess up a perfect world is a scythe who's ready to glean someone. Yes, because in this perfect world the world has determined there are only a certain number of people who can exist on it at any one time. And that means someone has to be in charge of killing, or as they prefer to call it, gleaning some people from the earth. And every scythe has a different way of meeting their quota. And Citra is terrified when the one shows up at her door. But what's really aggravating is Scythe Faraday doesn't say who he's there to glean. Instead, he sits down to have dinner with the family like it's no big deal. Finally, Citra can't take it anymore. Why are you doing this? If you're here to glean one of us, just get it over with and stop torturing us. Her mother gasped, and her father pushed back his chair as if ready to get up and physically remove her from the room. Citra, what are you doing? Now her mother's voice was quivering. Show respect. No! He's here. He's going to do it, so let him do it. It's not like he hasn't decided. I've heard that scythes always make up their mind before they enter a home. Isn't that right? The scythe was unperturbed by her outburst. Some do, some don't, he said gently. We each have our own way of doing things. By now, Ben was crying. Dad put his arm around him, but the boy was inconsolable. Yes, scythes must glean, Faraday said but we also must eat and sleep and have simple conversation. Sita grabbed his empty plate away from him. Well, the meal's done, so you can leave. Then her father approached him. He dropped to his knees. Her father was actually on his knees to this man. Please, your honor, forgive her. I take full responsibility for her behavior. The scythe stood. An apology isn't necessary. It's refreshing to be challenged. You have no idea how tedious it gets. The pandering, the obsequious flattery, the endless parade of succubents. A slap in the face is bracing. It reminds me that I'm human. Then he went to the kitchen and grabbed the largest, sharpest knife he could find. He swished it back and forth, getting a feel for how it cut through the air. Ben's wails grew, and his father's grip tightened on him. The scythe approached their mother. Citra was ready to hurl herself in front of her to block the blade, but instead of swimming the knife... The man held out his other hand, kissed my ring. No one was expecting this, least of all, Citra. Citra's mother stared at him, shaking her head, not willing to believe. You're, you're granting me immunity? For your kindness and the meal you served, I grant you one year immunity from gleaning. No scythe may touch you. But she hesitated, granted to my children instead. Still the scythe held out his ring to her, It was a diamond the size of his knuckle with a dark core. It was the same ring all sides wore. I'm offering it to you, not them. But Jenny, just do it, insisted their father. And so she did. She knelt and kissed his ring, and her DNA was read and transmitted to the Scythem's immunity database. In an instant, the world would know that Jenny Terranova was safe from gleaning for the next 12 months. The scythe looked to his ring, which now glowed faintly red, indicating that the person before him had immunity from gleaning. He grinned, satisfied, and finally told them the truth. I'm here to glean your neighbor, Bridget Chadwell, scythe Faraday informed them. But she was not home yet, and I was hungry. He gently touched Ben on the head as if delivering some sort of benediction. It seemed to calm him. Then the scythe moved to the door, the knife still in his hand, leaving no question as to the method of their neighbor's gleaning. But before he left, he turned to Citra. You see through the facades of the world, Citra Terranova. You'd make a good scythe. Citra recoiled. I'd never want to be one. That, he said, is the first requirement. Then he left to kill their neighbor. What Citra and none of her family can know is in that moment, Scythe Faraday has decided he wants to take on an apprentice. And he decides that it will be Citra. Scythe by Neil Shusterman This book is also available in large print from Thorndike Press.